Support for To The Point comes from Bausch & Lomb. Beautiful and healthy looking eyes? It shouldn't be a compromise. Lumify Eye Illuminations, developed by the experts at Bausch & Lomb exclusively for the sensitive eye area. To cleanse, nourish, and brighten. Lumify Eye Illuminations, only in the eye care aisle. Welcome to another episode of the To The Point Podcast. My name is Jackie Garlick, and you guys are probably all waiting for me to say, and I'm joined by my co-host, Leslie O'Dell, but you guys, I have some news for you. This is a pivotal point in the podcast. Leslie, who we love dearly, and I've done this podcast with her for several years, has has taken a role in industry. She is now working at Apellis Pharmaceuticals. And so I am thrilled for her, for her new role, but that does mean that she can't do this podcast anymore. So I am sad that uh, Leslie won't be joining us, but let me tell you something. I was like, who is going to be the next best amazing person to join the podcast with me? who has extensive knowledge in the dry ice space. And I found you guys a doozy. And you guys all probably already all know her, but uh, she is has she lectures, she writes articles, she's a private practice owner. She has three practices. She opened recently a dry eye med spa in Maine. She has an MBA. I don't know what she's doing, but you guys know her. We've lectured together. We have known each other for several years. Please welcome the new co-host of the To The Point podcast, Jessalyn Quint. Oh! Yay. Thank you so much. You are so sweet. What kind, kind words. And it's an honor to be here. And I have to say, I've been a listener and a big fan of the podcast for years. And I have so much respect for you and Leslie. And Leslie's left some huge shoes to fill. I don't know if I'll ever be able to fill it. But I'm passionate <laughs> about a dry eye and passionate about optometry. So I'm happy to just, you know, carry the torch and just contribute in any way that I can. But thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I am too. And I, I love that you're excited. And I also just hope, as I said to you before, that you don't uh, regret saying yes to doing this podcast with me. I think we're going to have a great time. And um, I thought we could do, this would be like a good opportunity for, in case anyone doesn't know you, that we could talk about like how you got to where you are. I mean, you you really have an impressive career. I mean, first of all, just anyone that has a private practice and has more than one office literally blows my mind. I have one practice and I think, whew, I don't know that I could do any more than that. And you have three of them and you've ne- you've opened this med spot. How long has that been open now? Like in Maine, you guys? Two years. Two, two years. Okay. So, spot. Yeah. so we got like that going on. You're, you're a KOL, you lecture, you got a lot going on. Why don't, why don't you tell the listener like, how you got to be the Jessalyn Quint. Tell people, where did you start, Jessalyn? How did this happen? Oh, it's been a journey. And it's, I feel like it's one of those that it's, you just have to be open to new opportunities, like say yes, because you never know where life is going to take you. And if I had, you know, told myself, my younger self, where I am now, I like never would have believed it. So I grew up in Texas, and at the time, I had my heart set on being a chemist for a cosmetic company and was in pursuit of like a PhD. And so, you know, the chemistry science part of 
things that have now kind of evolved into aesthetics and that research part of it was was always something I was interested in. Long story short, went to optometry school at Indiana University, did my residency in Chicago, was burnt out after residency, moved to Maine thinking it would just be like a one-year adventure year, ended up loving it. Eight months within being there, started kind of buying the practice that I'm at now with with two business partners. And that's, um, I think we've been business owners for about over six years now. And so that's been really fun to just try to grow, you know, the, the primary eye care space in Maine. And my passion for dry eye started initially with myself. I had dry eye and I started really kind of deep diving into treating my patients with it about six years ago. And that patient base grew and that led to us opening a dry eye center, you know, also housed with some medical aesthetics about two years ago. And so there's been a lot of, of course, hard work, ups and downs, just like we learn from our successes. We also learn from our pitfalls, but it's been a fun ride and I love learning. I love the dry eye community. I love the field of just eye care as a whole. And I just feel every day so honored to be, to be part of it. That's great. I, I was just saying this to someone else. I was doing another podcast earlier today and I was like, you know, my favorite days are my days where I see all dry eye patients. It's like my favorite thing. <laughs> so I'm glad that you share that sentiment. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. You know, on the surface, dry eye sounds so simple, but any of us that are in that space know that it's definitely, there are many more layers there, but dry eye dramatically impacts our patients' lives. And so just being able to be part of that journey with them and, and see them, you know, go through that and have some improvement in symptoms and improve their quality of life. I'm with you. I think dry eye days are definitely my favorite clinic days for sure. So I have a question for you about, uh, like, I don't know what you're doing with your time, but you got an M you get an MBA with your spare time. And, and why did you do that? And did you do that thinking you were going to own a practice and you thought it would be useful or how did that happen? Great question. So I actually had my MBA before I went to optometry school. So this all started back when I was an undergrad. I was a science major on that PhD kind of chemist program. After undergrad, I was enrolled in a in a PhD biochemistry and quickly learned that I was not maybe meant to be in a lab running pipettes all day. I was definitely a people person. So then I started to kind of look around, well, I have this science degree. What can I do? And at the time I was interested in business, but you know, when you're a science major, you don't, it's kind of unusual, right? To take some business classes on the side. And so I was like, well, maybe I would stay in like a chemistry industry space, but maybe more on the business side. So while I was doing still kind of on that biochemistry PhD track, I just enrolled in an MBA program kind of on the side and I was doing both simultaneously. So within, I mean, I think it took me like a year and a half, two years to do the MBA. And then I just converted, dropped on my PhD to just a master's. So I went into optometry school having a master's in uh, bio, molecular biochemistry and then an, an MBA. But because I had that MBA background, I looked at optometry from the get-go a lot differently, like owning my own practice and and being able to maybe utilize that aspect was definitely on my on my radar. And it's, it's helped. I mean, when you're a business owner, you, you still learn hands-on, 
but it did, you know, lessen the learning curve. And just like how with optometry school, how you can learn things didactically, like, you know, the theories, but being able to put it like hands-on clinical use is sometimes a little different. And really the business world isn't, and you know, it isn't any different. So yeah. it's, I kind of, I kind of always wanted, first of all, side note, the listener's not going to care about this, but oh my gosh, my husband did a biochem molecular biology PhD and That's he was amazing. miserable. So he really yeah. didn't do it. So I am so glad you dropped out of that. I mean, he, he, he pressed on, but he was like not loving life during that PhD program, but that's crazy. I can't believe that's never come up in our conversation. But anyway, um, I always wondered that about like an MBA, like, should I go back? I now own a practice. I literally had no you know, desire to own a practice ever really until probably eight months before I bought this one. But um, I always wondered that, like, would this help to um, have had an MBA? And I think there's pros and cons. Like you had it before. It's probably useful to have, but there's certainly steep learning curves, you know, with owning your own, your business, but yeah, for sure. And I, I think, like you said, there's pros and cons to each side. Having it before lessen the learning curve, but you still learn so much hands-on. But then I think too, with with you having some business experience now and then being able to go back and already have a little bit of a leg up, like you could maybe use different theories and tools and plug them in specifically to your business because you already kind of have some hands-on pros and cons to each scenario. But, you know, I, I think if you're motivated to learn and you're not afraid to kind of deep dive and find the resources, you can always get where you need to be. So I want to ask you about your dry, your now two-year-old dry eye med spa that you started. I mean, I think this is a pretty hot topic in dry eye specialty practices that it, you know, starts as treating dry eye and then we bring in the aesthetic side to that. What, how did you do that? I mean, this is, I think, a, still a relatively new idea for people to do that, but it's becoming a lot more popular. And how did you make the decision that I'm going to just switch from treating just dry eye people to then like bringing in aesthetics and what did you bring in? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a natural overlap between aesthetics and dry eye, right? We know some of the skincare products that we use, some of those aesthetic procedures can impact the ocular surface. So that initially just kind of made me curious. And I, I wanted to lead with, if I ever open up a dry eye clinic, I wanted to kind of have maybe an aesthetic space that Whatever we did aesthetic-wise, it supported kind of a, a dry eye, you know, it was in a positive way. And so that was initially kind of that overlap sparked that interest. And then we got an IPL, which has a lot of just kind of natural overlap because you can use IPL for a lot of dry eye reasons, but you can also use it for a lot of aesthetic reasons. And the business part of me was like, well, we already have this piece of equipment. How can we maximize it, you know, and, and grow our bottom line without it really, you know, costing us much more. And then that led to us, you know, for one point in time, we had an RN working with this, then we brought in an esthetician and that kind of grew from there. But the aesthetic industry is a whole other beast in and of itself. <laughs> and and I, I don't think I have that totally figured out, you know, still very much learning and and there's, there, there's, it's a whole different space. And so that has come with a lot of challenges, of course. And I feel like, well, maybe anywhere, the aesthetic area, there's a, there's a lot of turnover there and that makes it really tough too, to kind of keep that continuity. So that's been our biggest struggle with the aesthetic piece the last two years. 
Um, but the dry eye piece has been great. And so many of those patients, they want to know what aesthetic treatments, you know, we do because there is that overlap. So being able to offer different facials or, you know, have um, our RN do different like photo facials or target the hyperpigmentation on their skin or, um, you know, doing different injections and neurotoxins and that sort of thing to kind of uh, complement and give aesthetic results while still being positive and, and supporting kind of the dry eye and, and bringing up patient education awareness there has has been fun, but challenging in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, how, so, you know, that, because you moved to a whole new space when you did this, was this like practice number three, basically, right? Practice number four. This is yeah. for Jocelyn. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I didn't even do, say the right thing at the intro. Okay. So this is practice number four. Good Lord. Okay. So you moved to a whole new space and you just what bring your IPL from your wherever wherever it was over to this new space, and then you say I'm going to bring in an esthetician. We're going to add facials. We're going to add Botox, Dysport, whatever the the neuro. You did you all do all that all at one time? Like how did you launch? What happened? So we opened up a totally separate space and put the dry eye clinic there a few days a week and then brought in aesthetics and had an esthetician and um, an aesthetic nurse that did, you know, kind of all of the, the other things that are outside our optometry scope and had an, we have an office manager that's just for kind of that spa space that coordinates the schedules and then had to train our other three clinics basically on how to take calls and schedule dry eye patients from instead of in the primary care setting over to our dry eye clinic. And then we started advertising it internally, like with our current patients, letting them know that the space existed. I sent out letters to a lot of our like optometry colleagues, a lot of primary care offices, rheumatologists, dermatologists to just spread the word that this dry eye space existed. But yeah, it's it's definitely kind of been a little bit of a juggling act between doing the dry eye and then raising awareness of the aesthetics. Luckily, we have a really strong primary care eye space. And so those dry eye patients are naturally in that. And then a lot of those dry eye patients have helped kind of spread the word about the aesthetic side. And it's just a lot of it's kind of been word of mouth and, you know, just being, being patient. It's, it's two years and running, but obviously it's probably not as busy as our big primary eye care offices, but it's steady and it's fine. And the schedules are full and, and things are, things are good, but definitely still learning things. I would be impressed if you told me it was a just as busy as your primary care. I mean, the more established practice, I'd be very impressed if that was the case. I mean, there is always this sort of growing to a something new when you're doing something new like that. I, I'm wondering, th that does seem like a lot of juggling. I mean, is this practice far away from your other practice or is it somewhat close? Like, do people have objections? Well, I'm used to going to this practice. Why do I have to go there now? Just because I have dry eye, I also want a refraction. Like, can, you know, how's that work? Yeah. Luckily it's only about 10 minutes away. So geographically it's close, which is which is good, but it is tough because I'm still doing some primary care exams. And so like three days a week, I'm at one clinic and two days a week, I'm at the other, or, you know, depending on the week, it kind of flip flops. So sometimes if a patient can only do a certain day of the week and, and that's not the week that I'm there, you know, it definitely creates some challenges. I mean, in a perfect scenario, I would 
on one hand only be doing dry eye five days a week, or we would have like another dry eye doctor, which we've definitely talked about to to have kind of a full-time five-day-a-week dry eye person there. Um, and so if you know of anybody that wants to come to Maine, let me know because <laughs> hey, yeah, get the word out. This is a great platform. Just, uh, yeah. you're in, where in Maine are you? Get, go ahead. Take a second. Yeah. Put out a <laughs> so in central Maine, we are expanding, growing. I mean, we have the patient base and need more help. We need another doctor. So looking to hire in the central Maine, kind of the Augusta area, especially if somebody has an interest in dry eye would love to kind of get them tapped into that space. And then if they want to move to Bangor a little bit for, further north, we're also hiring another doctor for that space. So yeah, so if you if you know of anybody that wants to come to Maine, bring I, it. You know what? I don't, but this is a great place to get the word out because we got a lot of dry eye listeners and uh, yeah, maybe someone's looking to relocate. So that's a, a good, and you would be a great boss and I can vouch for that just because I'm your friend. I feel like you're a good boss. I don't know, but. I hope I'm a good boss. I'm a big believer of everybody. Everybody needs a love where they work. Right. And this is you, you don't, you know, you work to live, not live to work. And so there definitely have to get, you know, has to be a good balance there, but we, I need another dry eye doc in our practice so that we can, you know, utilize this space a little bit further. Yeah. Are you uh, like, what are your future plans for this space? Are we sort of in this, um, it's new, we're just still growing it. The goals are just, you know, growth, growth, growth every year. Or is there like new equipment that you're eyeing that you really want to bring in? Of course, growth, you know, eventually I I would love to have this expand. I would love to get, you know, even more kind of referrals coming in. I feel like on average on my dry eye days, I have about five outside referrals, which I feel like is so fun because other, other dogs outside our practice are referring in and that's just, it's such a good feeling Um, (laughs) for for only being two years. And I feel like you have to celebrate kind of those, those small victories. Wait, did you say five new referrals a day? Jocelyn, that's good. I think that's amazing. Great job. That's really good. I'm sure sure some of these established dry eye referral centers are like five. We get like 55 a day, but this is, this is amazing. Listen, you just opened the business. This is like what this podcast is, is like, Hey, we're starting a new dry eye practice, or in your case, this med spa, like how do we grow it? It's just like what people would like to hear. Like, let's start small. We don't want to hear about these big practices that have like 50 referrals a day. Like we, we're not, we're not them. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> so true. So true. As far as equipment, I think I have my eye on like radio frequency next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I don't, but Luminous is, you know, um, always ever present in my office and, uh, they, there's a new one coming out and I, I, it's the rumor is maybe you are more into this than I am, but, um, that they're going to get an FDA approval for radio frequency. Did you hear that also? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So fun times. I know. I know. Yes. Well, okay, Jesslyn, where can people, um, we didn't do this previously, but I think this, I just, it's coming to me now, but where could people like reach you on social media? Like maybe even ask questions or things, ask questions that we then talk about on the podcast. Like where do people find you? 
I'm really active on Instagram. My handle is at Jessalyn Quint, J-E-S-S-I-L-I-N-Q-U-I-N-T. My first name is unique, so I feel like everybody misspells that. I misspelled it in the email the other day, so apologies. to do. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's out there, I'd love to connect. I think the best part of our profession is that we have such co- collaborative people. And so being able to share ideas and then you know, meet up at different conferences and talk about our wins and, and things that we've learned along the way is just really, really fun. Yeah. And um, I, I think this would be great if we can even get some, you know, listener feedback on topics that we should be covering or talking about more. I uh, am also on Instagram. So you can reach me at Envision Boston. That's my practice account. That's Envision with an E, Envision Boston. Um, and also you can uh, message at 2020 Glance also on Instagram. So both of those places. Um, okay, Jessalyn, welcome to the new adventure. I am so happy that you are on this with me and we're talking about dry eye together, one of our favorite topics. So thank you so much for agreeing to do this. And uh, we got a lot of exciting topics coming up for the listener. So excited to do that. Talk more about dry eye stuff. It's going to be a fun year. I'm excited. I know. I know. Same. Okay. Until next time. 